KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio in depth. I'm Matt Leon. Two states are electing a governor this year, Virginia and New Jersey. Now, a lot of national attention is being directed at Virginia, but we wanted to check in on the race in the Garden State and see what it looks like as Democrat Phil Murphy looks for a second term and Republican Jack Cittarelli looks to pull off an upset. To look at this race and the campaigns, we caught up with John Weingart. He is associate director of the Eagleton Institute of Politics at Rutgers University. So first of all, as we are talking here mid-October, how would you characterize the race for governor in New Jersey? I think it's uh, quiet and uh, without uh, a lot of tension or suspense at this point. Uh, From the beginning of it, it has seemed that uh, Governor Murphy was in a very strong position to be reelected, and nothing has really changed in that estimate, although course, it's always possible that that won't happen. What have been the big issues here? It seems like just uh, as someone who follows politics, lives in New Jersey, it's COVID and Jack Cittarelli, the Republican challenger, is trying to make it about taxes. Am I? Are those kind of the two big uh, discussion points here? I think so. And I'd add to that the question of Jack Cittarelli needing to get his name out and people to know who he is. I think one of the things, and maybe this would have been a better answer to your first question, is what politics in Washington have so dominated uh, civic, political, social conversation for the past six years, at least, that state politics just get a lot less attention. And it used to be in normal times or past times, the governor's race in New Jersey would be a very hot topic of conversation every four years, in at least in political circles in the state. And now it's not. So uh, or it's less, it's more overwhelmed by the federal federal considerations. So Governor Murphy has um, sort of coasted with that. He's been a beginning governor for the first part of his term without any judgment one way or the other. And then I think the consensus is he handled COVID pretty well and seemed like he found his footing as a leader. And with that combined with the the national emphasis and people's thinking, it's been very hard for Cedarelli to find a way to get any significant traction or attention so far. But as you say, he has talked about taxes and that's the traditional concern of everyone in New Jersey and traditional talking points and platform of particularly Republican candidates. For people that aren't familiar and have just seen the name or just seen the commercials, uh, can you give us kind of a quick thumbnail on Jack Cittarelli? I think obviously people are familiar with Governor Murphy after the last three and a half, four years. Who is Jack Cittarelli? Jack Cittarelli is a uh, businessman who uh, has had a, a civic interest and involvement uh, pretty much his, his whole, at least for many years. He was on the town council in the town where he lived. He was a, a freeholder or now called the county commissioner in uh, Somerset County, where he lived. Um, and then he ran for the state assembly in New Jersey and served several terms where he um, gained a reputation as a thoughtful, civic-minded, um, non-combative uh, legislator. Uh, he generated a lot of respect, I think, and he ran for governor four years ago and lost the nomination. Uh, but in the course of that, that race, 
he got to be somewhat known throughout the state and again got got a fair amount of uh, admiration and partly he was in the tradition seemed to be in the tradition of the more successful New Jersey politicians of being moderate on uh, at least on social issues so that that's who he is in brief summary in the course of this campaign he's um been seeming more conservative in, in the primary in particular and seeming um, closer to Trump than he is now seeming to be, which again is somewhat normal in campaigns that people on both parties tend to emphasize the right wing for Republicans and the left wing for Democrats in the primary and somewhat tacked toward the middle in general election. And that seems to be what's happened with Cedarelli too. How much of a challenge is it for Jack Chitterelli, because you mentioned kind of his track record is more moderate, but that is really not what the Republican Party seems to want for the most part these days. Is that an impossible balancing act, trying to cater to the Trump base, but also not turn off independence, people more towards the middle? Well, I think to some extent he's pulled it off. He's not, uh, there is not any particularly vocal opposition to Chitterelli from the so-called Republican base from the right. At the same time, there isn't a lot of enthusiasm. There doesn't seem to be a lot of enthusiasm about him. And I don't know if that's because of the conflicts within the Republican Party or it's just that Murphy hasn't given any great reasons to be replaced to the, to the voters. And Cedarelli has hasn't been a lot of space in there for Cedarelli to make um, draw a distinction that could attract, give voters some enthusiasm to come out for him. You know, if, if he was uh, more in the national, what's come to be the national mold of Republican politician, he might generate more enthusiasm among some in the state, but he'd certainly lose a lot of the, the moderate vote in the state. So he's, he's, he's had a, a difficult uh, terrain in which to operate. New Jersey seems to be a solidly Democratic state on the federal level. They had the trifecta with both houses of the of the legislature and the governorship. But, you know, in recent memory, you don't have to go back that far. New Jersey has elected Republican governors. Are there kind of certain circumstances and certain types of candidates for the Republicans that need to emerge in order to, to win these types of races in New Jersey? Traditionally, they've been thought to be. I mean, there aren't that many data points with a race every four years. When Tom Kane was was elected governor as a Republican, and then Christine Todd Whitman, they were both fairly moderate Republicans, particularly on the issue of abortion and choice, which seems to be what most people use as a bellwether when trying to determine whether someone's a moderate or not. And um, their victory was attributed in part to them seeming to be moderate Republicans, and the notion was that's what you need to be to be successful in New Jersey. Then along came Chris Christie, who was not that, and uh, still managed to win very narrowly his first term and then win very broadly to get reelected. So looking at the three of them as the state's most successful Republican politicians in recent years, Kane, Whitman, and Christie, they're different. They're, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to generalize from them. Same time, as you say, New Jersey is a very democratic state in terms of we haven't elected a Republican to the U.S. Senate since 1972. The Senate, the legislature is overwhelmingly Democratic. Um, on the other hand, third hand, maybe we haven't, uh, we 
tend not to give one party three terms as governor. The New Jersey governors served two terms, and then were, then somebody came in at the same party, um, like Governor Corzine, was not able to get reelected. Jim Florio, who was Democratic governor for one term, was also not able to get reelected. So if you look for precedents, there's no real guidance. You can find a, a different sets of circumstances happening every four years. It is true that whoever wins, there seems to be no question that the legislature will continue to be in uh, Democratic hands. So if Cedarelli is to win, he'll have that challenge to work with. At the same time, the legislature and Governor Murphy have not always agreed, so they'll have their challenges going forward, too, if Murphy is reelected. Are there any things you're looking for over these last few weeks that could tighten things a little bit? Any... Yeah, I mean, there's always the chance of something out of the out of the blue that no one's expecting. But are there are there certain things, you know, New Jersey has early voting, mail in voting, anything you're looking at that could shift the calculus at all? I think the, the turnout is a mystery of, of to what extent the people are people going to be energized enough to go out and vote even though there are multiple ways to vote and it's easier in New Jersey than it's been in the past and than it is in most other states, the race hasn't attracted a lot of enthusiasm or a lot of intense interest in part because it hasn't been seen as being competitive. So it's sort of a vicious circle. If it got to be seen as being competitive, it might be more become more competitive. Um, so turnout is one question that if there's a low turnout, that could help generally pull off an upset. If national, nationally, over the next two weeks, if President Biden looks to be in bad shape from the struggles he's having on, on most parts of his platform at the moment, maybe that could carry over into the state race in, in a way that would uh, make more people less enthusiastic about voting for the Democratic candidate. Um, but I think at this point, you have to say Murphy's in pretty good shape. And to that point, you know, we talked earlier about issues and pretty genuinely, I think people think Bill Murphy's done a pretty good job handling COVID. Uh, I know there were questions early on about nursing homes. To be fair, I think we didn't know what we know now. But is the handling when it's all said and done, the handling of the pandemic, you think going to, to be the main thing if Governor Murphy gets a second term uh, would probably be at the top of the resume? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think um, I mean what what tends to be important to governors in general is how they deal with a crisis. So for Governor Christie, it was dealing with Hurricane Sandy that he was widely seen at the time to have triumphed in that that moment or extended moment. And for Murphy, I think it it, it will be COVID. No, it, that has dominated everybody's focus over the last eighteen months, and and and. The focus has shifted in general to state governments, and Murphy seems to have done done really well with that. And you know, which includes having been lucky that it hit here differently than in other states. But but um, he exuded competence and, and confidence, and he it was his, he got his footing. It seemed better better footing once this issue emerged than he was in the first year or so of his term. Um, the one thing I, I mean I'd add is I, I think both candidates come across as nice guys, as people who are civically minded, who are um, 
seemed to be to some extent mutually respectful. Um, there was a lot of uh, talk after the two gubernatorial debates about the audience being unruly, um, which it was, but the candidates weren't. And they had, there's a civility between the two of them that uh, 10 years ago, it might not have been worthy of comment, but given everything else going on around in politics, it is, it is no, no, notable, I think, that they the, seem to be the kind of people one would, both of them, that one would want to have go into politics and, and uh, try to do their best if they win. There's so much attention on the Virginia governor's race as far as tea leaves for the midterms in 2022. Yeah. Are you looking at this race at all in the same way? I mean, obviously, if Jack Chitterelli wins, that's a big story. Right. But if it's a three-point win as opposed to a seven-point win, if it's a six-point win as opposed to a 12-point win, are you looking at that to kind of fill in a little of what we might expect in 22? Yeah, I, I think... New Jersey and, and New Jersey and Virginia being the only governors to the only states where the governor's election is on this cycle of being the year after a presidential race in both states. Um, in general, the candidate wins who is not of the president's party. So if the country has elect just elected or reelected a Republican as president, it tends to be the Democratic candidate who is elected governor in both Virginia and, and New Jersey. So if Murphy is reelected, that's breaking that mold. But that said, if uh, the Republican wins in Virginia, um, that's going to be interpreted, maybe over-interpreted, but it's going to be interpreted as as uh, indication that uh, the president's not popular, the president's platform is less popular than it seemed to be, and it's going to embolden anyone who wasn't already emboldened to attack him or not side with him on, on key issues. So I think it makes, if both the Democratic candidates win, that's somewhere between neutral and good for Democrats. If either of them lose, um, that's going to be bad for, for Democrats. And let's assume for a minute that Phil Murphy wins a second term as governor. Are there bigger uh, avenues, bigger stages you think he has an eye on, you know, as if he can be a two-term governor in New Jersey, or is it really, we don't know? I've heard remarkably little conversation about that possibility, um, though I think it's inevitable that if he is reelected, if President Biden doesn't seek another term, the question will be who who are the Democratic leaders? And Murphy could emerge in that way. He has the uh, experience of having been ambassador to U.S. ambassador to Germany, so he's got some international experience and finance experience. Um, so he brings an uh, interesting resume. He's had a charmed political life, entering elective office for the first time at the level of governor, never having run for anything before, um, and then having everything fall his way um, four years ago so that he there was never, even more than this year, there was never any doubt from a year before the election that he was going to win. So that should have been helpful to him in having more time to prepare to be governor. But it also meant an accomplishment, certainly, to have gotten where he's gotten. But he hasn't had the kind of intense criticism you would get in a campaign, certainly if you ran for, were to run for president uh, down the road. But, you know, I, I imagine he, that question will come to him um, on election night, if not before. And he'll have to figure out if that's something that he wants to do and thinks he could win down the road. 
that's it for this episode of KYW News Radio in depth. You can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app, and you can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.